Capital One knows life doesn't alert you about your credit card. Pitch hitting, the catcher number two. Also, Karen in row J eating the hot dog. Did you mean to tip 167% yesterday at Lake Cafe restaurant? Just checking. So, meet Eno, the Capital One assistant that catches things that might look wrong, like over-tipping, then sends an alert to your phone and helps you fix it. Eno, another way Capital One is watching out for your money when you're not. Capital One, what's in your wallet? See CapitalOne.com for details. Limitations apply. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What is the sanctuary of sweet truth? It is a beacon in a storm of anger, hate, and misinformation. Here the truth is you are free to be yourself and stand by your own moral compass. Live by it, and you can be in the Life's Hall of Fame. The distance, you can run the mile. You can walk straight through hell with a smile. You could be the hero, you can get the gold. Breaking all the records, they thought never could be broke. Yeah, do it for your people, do it for your pride. And you're never gonna know if you never even try. For your country, do it for your name. Cause they're gonna be a day when you're standing in the hall of fame. And the world's gonna know your name. Hey, this is Sugar Shane with another episode of Sanctuary Sweet Truth. Got Billy D's with me. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a uh, great evening over there. Yeah, it's been pretty good today. Doing all right. Uh, I know it's been a week since we've done the last one, but uh Right, right. Apologize for that. But uh we're back to schedule now. Everything's going good. I was gonna try to bring up the uh how was your week been though? Oh, it was alright. You know, I'm kinda busy and uh with the fall season now rolling around, everybody's all concerned about getting their their stuff done for the uh fall marketing season, I guess you could call it. So oh. Yeah, yeah, pretty busy. I wanted to give the numbers real quick for uh, last month, since we did August. Oh, cool. Uh, August, although there were certain areas that wouldn't high as others, overall, September actually did better than August. We had, really? Yeah, we had 85 on demands, 16 lives. But what made us so much higher than August was we had 184 downloads. So, wow. Uh, so yeah, a lot of them offline that was downloading. So that's cool. I want to appreciate everybody that's listened and uh, whatnot. Down, whether you listen live, download, stream, or whatever. And I've said before, if you like, uh, give a listen, uh, share it. I mean, uh, only thing I've done in the past week is pretty much work, and I did go to Olive Garden Friday night. Uh, well, Infinite Pasta. That's pretty much my favorite time to go because I can just eat noodles. I don't need to eat all that other stuff. <laughs> I just love pasta. Noodles, so, huh? Man, all that's, right. all, that's all I need is just the noodles, man. So I got me a. Uh, they got a new sauce called creamy mushroom, man. That's that's pretty good. It's really really. Good. Yeah, it's. Uh, I had that with the angel hair, and it was just. Then I got angel hair again. And I got it with some kind of Asiago garlic Fredo. It was okay, but I wished I'd have just got creamy mushroom again for the sauce. It was. I don't even add the meat. 
I don't even. They have an option to pay for the meat to add with it. I don't even get the meat. I don't right. want none of that. Right. I just want straight pasta. You can't argue with noodles, man. Noodles man, are. Noodles yeah. are it's at. Yeah, man. You, that's how you start life with, man. Macaroni and cheese, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, heck, we all come in this world where they want some uh, pasta to an extent. That's there what my boy was at. I was back and cheese. So, yeah, that's uh. And then you just hopefully progress to like other stuff as you go on. But uh, I want to make uh oh we did go uh start our shopping for the boys for Christmas. As, uh, really? Yeah, we started that that night after we ate. We went ahead and because uh, her parents was watching the boys and appreciate that, and so we uh, went and did a little bit of shopping here and there, odds and ends. But uh, no Christmas music before Thanksgiving. That's the rule. I tell you what, I agree one hundred percent. But you know what, man? I hate to be, I hate to say it. Maybe it's because I work in it. I don't go shopping and hear it for an hour or two and then go home. Man, they started where I work at, man. At Thanksgiving, but it's like all day long, every day of the week for eight hours. I got to hear Christmas music. Oh man, that's the worst. So by December the fourteenth, I'm so burnt out on Christmas music. I don't even want to hear nothing about Rudolph, Santa Claus, and his list, or none of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I do like Christmas music. But it's just the thing about it is I like it in moderation. Yeah. You can only take so much of that at one time. And when you're working it, it's the, there's places I've heard it actually started that mess in October. Yeah. I yeah, mean, it's crazy. How in the world? I mean, nobody wants to hear that in October. You ain't even had Halloween yet. Yeah, not me, man. Oh, uh, no, no, no. No, I ain't. Uh, the only thing I do like to do is spend a tradition with my family growing up is we do decorate the weekend after Thanksgiving. Uh, we put the tree up, put the decorations out. We're not one of them people that some people do it, and I'm not knocking anybody that does, but some families, they like to wait till like the week of Christmas or a few days before Christmas, but we don't. We did it always the weekend after, and we right. had it up for a whole month, and then New Year's, we took it down. That was just always our tradition where I lived. Because uh-huh. I, I do like to look at the decorations for a good month. That don't bother me, but I don't have to have the music playing while I'm looking at them and everything. Uh, we'll make an announcement. SKO Radio, as I've made a talk about, we've had uh, in the past, we actually had Earl on the show with us one time. Right, right, right. They have gotten the radio st- the studio. It's been rented out. As of right now, he'll be out there working in it tomorrow and uh, pretty much all day getting everything set up, getting equipment put where it needs to be. So, uh, looks like it's a go. Supposed to start January. My show will be 7 to 10 on Tuesday nights. Uh, As a matter of fact, Pat, he messaged me today. He wants me to send him a paragraph synopsis pretty soon, probably do it tomorrow, of uh, what my show is description-wise and what it's all going to entail. It's going to be different from this show, so it's not the same type thing. For several reasons, I want to do something different, and the second reason is I don't want to do the same show that I do Monday and Thursday on Tuesday. I want to do something a little different. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, just to make it different. And it will have music in that show. I wasn't going to do music. I was going to do all talk. But I decided it's going to be half and half, a little bit of both. Uh, it won't be like I was when I was in Lorraine, where you're limited to what I talk about and whatnot. It, but, and it'll have music, and I can take so many. I can talk as long as I want in between breaks. Everything's not limited, so that much I do like. But I will have music in it. So hopefully, thing I'll let you know more about it is ball. I know we're going to be using Radio 
Nam, I can't pronounce how it is. Namadi, I have to get the exact, but it's actually, I've actually got it on my Roku. It's an app. That's what they're going to be using. You'll be able to listen to the show through your Roku. You can listen to it on the internet, whatever the case may be, <laughs> as far as that part goes. That's cool. But, uh, looking forward to that. Well, President Trump tweeted the other day that the only way to handle North Korea, there's only one way to handle North Korea. And, you know, this is where I almost, I don't think he should have tweeted it. I think some things you just keep your mouth shut on and do the job you got to do and let things take its course. If you're going to do it, do it. If you're going to do it, do it. Don't talk about it. I'm from a state of let's don't talk about it, just hit. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know, even if you're in life and you get in a fight, these folks want to get out in the middle of the thing, stand around, look at each other like you're trying to dance. I'm like, if you're going to do it, do it. If not, go somewhere. But, but, uh, right. He said that, uh, there's only one way to handle me. And he's, and I have to say in this particular instance, there's certain things, like I said, I don't think he should have said it, but in a way he's actually right. He's inherited this, this particular problem here. I'm not saying he's been the best president of the world, so don't think I'm siding with him after you've heard me talk about him in the past, because I'm not. But this particular issue here, he inherited. This is not something he caused. North Korea has been an extreme problem with the United States before his presidency. Yep. Before he was ever in office. This is not nothing he started. If been you're that a long time. Right. Yeah. If, if you're of that state of mind and you don't like Trump, it's okay if you don't like Trump, but don't be of that state of mind because you're badly deceived. Because that is not the case. North Korea has been a huge issue. Matter of fact, we've been given millions over there we've got and we've given millions to try to solve the problem we've spent tons of money over this issue and uh he says there's no sense in talking and i have to say i'm 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 in agreement i'm done i would be if i was me and i was president i would be done talking i would not sit down and have a negotiation with the man right because everything you say he doesn't do it everything he agrees to he turns you know in a month's time he's done done something different uh, he's just not going to do anything you tell him to do or whatever you agree on. However, I still think we need to be talking with China and trying to handle negotiations in that end to cut off North Korea's ties with financially. And whether it'll do any good or not, possibly discuss it with Russia. Don't know that that would do any good. But yeah, you could try nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, but he's still firing missiles off, showing videos of it. Um, it's like a weekly, at least a weekly thing now. I, mean, I don't understand where he's getting all the stuff at. I still do not understand where, you know, it'd be one thing if he's firing a missile off every now and then here and there, but he's firing them off like he's got an arsenal full of them. Yeah. Just, a, just a blow, just a waste. Yep. So, we've discussed that in the past. He's getting it somewhere where we don't know. You can have your theories and your assumptions, and that's uh, you know that's just my that's me in my case. I don't know bona fide fact. I have yeah. opinions, but I don't I don't know for sure. No. Well, he he has a regime that uh, is confiscating the resources of the country, so he can aim all the country's resources financially at weaponry. And Which is I, what he's doing, no doubt. 
Yeah, and, and the uh, the stuff that he's getting can come from anywhere. I mean, there's kind of like a, uh, you know, just like with used cars. You know, there, there's there's old equipment that's floating around out there all the time from different countries that they're trying to unload. And I would be willing to bet a lot of that's coming maybe from Russia or China or some other place very similar to that. And, uh, you know, they're not like state-of-the-art weapons. No. But they're they're dangerous enough that, you know, a nuclear blast is a nuclear blast, regardless of how well it's done. You know, that's not something that you want to have happen. It's like they've said, though, with these tests he's been doing, though, while it's not the best, it's nothing compared to what we have. He each With each time or every little over time, whatever the case may be, he's dangerously getting close, getting better and better. Right, right. So, I mean, if we continue to just turn our heads, eventually he will have developed something just about as good as we have in time if not him his kids or whoever the case may be you know somebody will um as I've said before you know and I've always said it and I'll stand by it they should have took the man out a long time ago if not him his dad or something they should have they should have nipped this in the bud a long time ago but now they're having to deal with the big time uh, problems with it and now everybody's eyes turned upon it if they'd have done this right. 10 or 15 years ago when there wasn't nobody really talking about it, this is why most people don't even know it was an issue before because it wasn't in the media. Nobody was talking about it all the time. Right. But now it's in the news every day. Well, since he's gone nuclear, I mean, that's the uh, that's the threat. Right. You know, before, when he was... When his army had bicycles and <laughs> True. revolvers, it wasn't such a big deal. Right, right. But just like I said, I've never trusted a guy. I've never trusted them. Never have. Never will. Uh, South Korea. I hope they can. Uh, they, they they shouldn't even wild waste in their time. I just wish there was something we could do for them because they're the biggest ones that could be harmed from this, no doubt. Uh, that and uh, anybody else, you know, Japan. For some reason, they want to keep firing missiles over that way. But uh, if they don't end up hitting them. Have you heard about this Dove soap commercial? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure exactly what the controversy was there. They had women of different ethnicities changing their clothes, and uh, somebody made the conclusion that that was racist. Am I missing something there? or what, what, what exactly was the deal there? I think you pretty much nailed it on the head, but what happened? They've already removed the commercial. But what happened was... They had commercials about washing whatever, and they had this African-American lady, I guess, talking about, you know, doing the Dove soap commercial deal. And when she went to take her top off, and she took it off, she was a white woman. So they were trying to say they put... But but doesn't it go on? I mean, doesn't the white woman take something off, and it's a different person? I mean, doesn't that continue on? Yeah, and it's just somebody blowing shit out of a portion. I'm just going to be honest with you. That's all it boils down to, just a bunch of bullshit. I mean, what yeah, I, I... I don't know. know. It seems like the message of the commercial is that the the soap is helpful to everyone. Yeah. That That's the... I, I could be wrong. I don't know. Well, as soon as they seen this, they went back to soap ads, which I know they did exist. Don't get me wrong. But there were some, there were some terrible advertisements directed toward African Americans back in the early 20th century. I mean, awful ones. I've seen some bad ones, not just involving soap. Oh, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, but they they concluded it was going back to those days because back in those days they did soap commercials where a black person would be washing their cells and scrubbing their cells real hard and it'd make them white and all this kind of stuff and uh, you know and that, yeah and that may be the case you know and I'm sure it is but the thing about it is man it's just a fucking commercial man. I don't think Dove meant anything by it. I honestly don't think they meant any kind of racist statement about it. I think it's just straight up, utter fucking bullshit. And if you're an African American and you buy into this, I'm sorry, but this is the dumbest damn shit I've ever heard in my life, and I'll be glad to tell you to your face. I'm not being mean. I'm not being. I'm not disheartened towards your feelings in any sort, in any shape, form, or fashion. But when you got a real legitimate cause, a real legitimate issue, come talk to me then. Not about a damn Dove commercial because they took her shirt off and and everybody's taking their shirts off, like Billy said, and, it, and it's just different people standing there. That don't make a fuck to me. I mean, <laughs> we've got this bad in this country. Has it gotten this ridiculous? Well, you I know mean, what, God it, help! It, it, I see, I see another commercial where. African Americans are the ones play, doing all the sports. I'm going to have a problem with that and saying they're saying that we can't do nothing. I mean, you say that's racist, but it's not. Because if you think about it, you flip the coin, it could be the other way around, but I'm not going to do that because I got more shit to do. Yeah, well, I, I here again, I, I haven't vetted this situation with the commercial. Okay, so I'd really have to study that a little bit, but I'm, I'm probably going to say that this is one of those issues, just like people forgetting the names of movies or getting actors mixed up or whatever and the conclusion is that, is that they're a racist mm-hmm. and, and and this goes on with the body shaming issues with the with the heavy models versus the skinny models and i understand there's some valid points in all of these things but what what has happened now is these issues have become central they have become what everybody is arguing about. They have become what everybody is fighting about. And the real issues like socioeconomic status being lopsided in this country, education being lopsided in this country, on and on and on. The the richest 1% getting richer and richer all the time and having the most control over what happens in this country. Those things are getting demonstrably worse and we're talking about things like this. And these, yeah, and these things they really do nothing but divide people. And, and they divide people that should be united. Right. Because well, everything that I just spoke about, about earlier is, is affecting everyone. Every, that's all this country is about now is division. If it ain't division politically, it's division through ethnics, it's division through religion. Everything in this fucking country now is based on division. We're not the United States of America people. This is the divided states of America. Don't you realize that? I hate to be the one to bear bad news to you, but it's the bad facts. And I'm not against my country. I love my country, but I see for the, I can see the forest for the damn trees. And there ain't very little, very damn little in this country right now that's united. Hell, the United Nations can't even make a fucking decision. There's very little in this country at all that's united whatsoever. And I'm not bad-mouthing nobody. I'm just telling the truth. It's every time you turn around, somebody's got to stir some shit up. Now, you bring a real cause to me. Like, I believe uh, that 
that most of the uh, African Americans in jail for drugs is stupid when, the, when there's just as many uh, whites that are using drugs. The hard, dro- hard drugs, if not more. But a soap, man, you got you lost me because I don't even begin to give a shit. When I saw that today, I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, that don't mean nothing to me. I don't give a damn. But this is, yeah, I hate to say it, and a lot of people won't tell you that. Because they're afraid of hurting people's feelings. But this is the divided states of America. We're so damn divided, man, it ain't even funny. On every well, we damn level. We take the bait. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we always take the bait. And, uh, you know, here again, we, we raise these issues to the forefront of our consciousness. Okay. And... We hate each other. We get angry over things that, by and large, there may be some points to some of these things, and that's what gives them traction. But then they go on to another level where all they do is fuel anger, fuel division, and the real problems, I'll say it again, are getting ignored. And you know what? That that always seems to work. There was an old saying, uh, I may be paraphrasing here. That nobility once had back in the back in old Europe, and it basically went something like: if the poor become too much of a problem, we can always convince half of them to kill the other half. Yeah, and it works every time. Yeah, we fall for it every time. It's just unbelievable. I just can't believe how we have gotten so far out of whack in this country. It's just, I never would have thought I'd have seen it. Not this bad. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm 42. But I can remember things when I was younger, like 15, 16 years old. And it wasn't nothing like this shit. Right, right. Have you, uh, caught some of those conspiracy theories now about that shooting there and that was my next topic oh, okay go ahead <laughs> go ahead go no ahead. i had, no go ahead you probably know more about it than i do uh, but well, that's what all, I was, all i know is people are asserting that there was more than one shooter there oh yeah yeah i've heard that i've heard the government's involved i've heard that you see but see logic kicks in for me i don't know maybe i was born smart i don't fucking know but the thing about it is <laughs> is i have to add it up and I could not see any potential gain for the government or anything else for one, for for a person to go in and kill 50-something people. Now, I will agree that this is a very odd situation. You have somebody here who had, compared to most of us, unlimited resources. He was a multimillionaire. Right. And uh, this was somebody that... Apparently had, you know, with the exception of his father and his family, which may or may not factor into this, um, you know, the genetics as far as nature versus nurture and all that, that whole argument. But for the most part, this is a guy that lived 60 some odd years without getting into any trouble, enjoyed life, was very wealthy. This is not the type of individual that typically has a grudge against society. And uh, I'm not exactly sure what his motives were. Um, no one knows. 
at this point. Maybe some of the investigators know something that we don't. I don't know. But it's certainly on the surface. There's nothing here that's standing out. Now, as far as some of these stories about multiple shooters and, and some of these other things, I understand how that happens. All right. For one thing, and this is something that a lot of people really don't realize, but for the most part, anytime there's a shooting, what do most of the witnesses say? They say, we weren't sure what was happening. It sounded like firecrackers. Right. And the reason that that happens is that most people, unless you're a, you know, very much a gun enthusiast and you've been out in the, out in the wilderness and, you, and, you've, and you've been around rifle fire and all this, most people do not know what a real gun sounds like because their knowledge of that comes from movies and television shows, which for the most part are sound effects. The Dirty Harry gun, for example, they gave that a, diff- a, a, a characteristic when it fired. Okay. Right. Loud, like a cannon. <laughs> right. and, and the fact of the matter is, is that gunshots very much sound like firecrackers because yeah. it's the same process that's taking place. And it, it's actually a misnomer that the powder that's inside of a round explodes. That's not true. What happens when the powder is ignited is it burns very, very quickly. And that burning causes a gas to expand, and that's what propels the bullet out of the chamber. Right. Now, when you're in a situation like that where you're shooting over a large distance with a, a rifle of some kind, there's a number of sounds that happen. There is the initial muzzle blast which is the end of the rifle that that blast where the the bullet is first ejected out of the barrel okay that makes a noise the other thing is that as that bullet goes through the air it actually cracks the air it's like it's like a miniature sonic boom okay and you got to keep in mind in an urban setting you have these very tall buildings with flat glass surfaces which echo like crazy so you have all these things happening and i can understand why people who are not trained who are in a panic situation feel that there are shots going off all around them and i understand how just like during 9-11 you know there was any number of stories about different explosions happening around the city and all these other things So I understand how that happens. And any police officer who has ever taken witness statements will tell you, you're going to get all kinds of different stories about what happened. So I understand how these stories get started. But now we are in a situation with social media where when somebody posts it or has some picture or something with some anomalies in it that all of a sudden becomes the truth for thousands of people oh yeah and those stories grow and grow and fester and pretty soon you have all these people either creating a situation that didn't happen or denying that it happened in some way I mean it goes both directions 
And one of the real concerns that I have with this whole fake news phenomenon, and I think you might remember two years ago when I first heard the term fake news, I said, here's what's going to happen. Fake news is going to be the term that people are going to use for news that they don't like. And that is exactly what has happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I was afraid of that the first time I heard the term. It's one thing, you know, like these some of these Facebook stories, which were just made up. That's what the term really is supposed to mean. But what, what it has become to mean in the common vernacular is, I don't like that story. It's fake news. Yep. Well, we've got a president that does it. Yeah, cer- certainly. Oh, that's something that criticize him for. Right. Absolutely. If there's something that's true and he don't want to believe it, he'll just say it's fake news. Yeah. And that's happening in the public now more and more. And that's why you're getting some of these. And there's always been conspiracy theories. I mean, there's been, there were conspiracy theories, like I said, about 9-11, about the JFK assassination. I could go on and on and on. But now these things get instant traction because of the way that things are managed, largely on social media. Yeah. Well, it's like uh, when it comes to conspiracy theories or whatever the case may be, or it's kind of like I put on Facebook my wet my page rebel with a cause. Uh, the late great genius Mark Twain said, "It's easier to fool people than to convince them they have been fooled." And uh, it's a lot of truth to that statement. Yeah, that's true. Because the biggest thing that a person has a hard time doing in this world, it's not learning. Learning is not the issue. The issue is to unlearn, and that's the problem that everybody has. They, they, they can't. If something's been taught to them wrong, they can't. They have a hard time grasping. No, this can't be right, and they want to cling on to that last bit of hope that it is true, when in fact it's not. So it's a lot harder to get people to not be fooled than it is to fool them. So uh, that's why you know con men are so do their job so well. <laughs> but yeah. uh why this guy did it i don't know uh, like you said Th- we'll this never is know. a strange one this is a very strange one i mean something pushed him over the edge i don't think that uh i personally i, per- I personally i personally don't think that it was isis i personally no. i personally don't think it was some kind of political motive uh I don't think it was that he hated country music. No. I don't know what it was, but there was something that caused him to snap. And he just gave over to the wrong decisions. Uh, Am I the only one that's not totally impressed with his brother? Have you listened to that guy? I've heard him when it, when it first happened. When he said that he, he he's never done nothing wrong, we're shocked that he did this and all that. That's all I don't I know what it is, but there's just something about I don't know if he's just too animated for me. I'm not exactly sure what I what I, there's something about him that bugs me, and there's also something that bugs me about that whole situation with his girlfriend and sending all that money out of the country at the last minute. That whole that, thing, yeah, that, that, that whole that, thing that. is just weird. I, I wouldn't be surprised that we don't find out that he was connected with something. He had to be somewhere along the line. I would like to. I would like to look into his medical records. That's what I would like to look into. <clears throat> and the reason being, as you stated, he's a multimillionaire, or was. 
I would like to look into his medical records because I would like to know if he had a terminal illness. Because if a person has a terminal illness, they're more inclined to do something like this if they've got a reason to do it, and then she's sending the money over to another country. Well, I'm sure they're going to do a very extensive autopsy, and one of the things they'll be looking at is any for any um, you know problems in his brain. Right. Case in point, Jack Ruby. Yeah. When he killed Lee Harvey Oswald, he didn't care because he went to prison with cancer. He died in less than a year while he was in there. Well, he he had a history of being a little a little odd anyway. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. He hung with gangsters and everything else too, but yeah, but uh, but yeah, but I mean, I think that's why he shot him. He didn't have nothing to lose. And when you got a person that doesn't have nothing to lose, you got a dangerous person. Oh yeah. So that's why I'm not saying that this is the case, but I would yeah. like to know what his medical records were. I'd like to know if there was something imminent in his future that he could do this and not worry about losing anything or everything for that matter. And, uh, yeah, I, I think his girlfriend's kind of shady, especially the fact that she was gone from the country and they had to get her back here right after it damn happened. So, yeah, I mean, do I think that could, do I call that a conspiracy theory? theory? No, I call that, you know, gathering evidence to find out what really oh, happened. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, I, yeah, yeah. You have to go where the evidence leads you. Right. And I always, what do they say? Follow the money. <laughs> That's what they always say. So follow the money. That's what they always say, detectives. Whatever you try, whatever they go in for a case, that's the first thing they look at. When somebody dies, it's married. First thing they want to know is that the other couple have that the spouse put out a life insurance policy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They always follow the money. So yeah, when 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 a when a wife or a husband or what have you gets dead. <laughs> yeah, one of the things you want to go looking for is the rich spouse. That's the one, <laughs> right? That's the, that's the first. That's the prime suspect. There you go. Yeah. Right, that's the first one they'll look at every time. Now they'll clear them, and if they're clear, they'll go on to the next one. But if you got anything shady, they'll stay on your ass. And a lot of times, nine times out of ten, they're right. So, but I think more will come out of this in the future, down the road. Well, we've talked about Columbus Day, but now evidently a lot of people are protesting Columbus Day, especially Native Americans. Uh, it was, uh, I didn't know that he enslaved a lot of Hispanics. Did you know that? I don't know a whole lot about uh, Columbus, to be honest with you. I know that, I know that he, he wrote some things. Historically, we have a pretty clear line of evidence that he wrote some pretty mean things. One of the things he said about... Uh, native peoples that he came across was that they're so gentle and friendly and this that and the other thing they would be easy to enslave yeah now, now that's kind of a, a screwed up thing to yes that's you know, a screwed up thought process say, well, these are some great people we, we should get to learn them and understand them you know right oh yeah they would be they would make good slayers yeah that, that really makes for a nice guy but by the same token just to play devil's advocate here a lot of historical fi- figures yeah, are not, are not the people that even JFK and and all those people from the '60s that we admire. All of them have mixed compositions as people, and some are worse than others. And I would have to say that you know, obviously Columbus is a lot worse than most, but they did have a role in history, and uh, either they uh, they they contributed knowingly or not knowingly. We don't know. Um, uh, there's been, I know there, there has been some speculation that Columbus felt that he was a failure because his his real goal was to find a way to the uh, to India to the Indies for trading. 
So, uh, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, you don't know how history is going to regurgitate some of these events, especially as centuries go on. So when you get into a situation where you're evaluating things that happened hundreds of years ago and, and applying modern standards to them, you're always going to get tripped up. And, uh, you know, I personally, Columbus Day, whatever, you know, it's it, it's a day to, to get sales on sheets. Okay. <laughs> That's what it is. Right, right, right. Okay. <laughs> All that left. I never even oh. thought about that. That's the truth. <laughs> Metrics Day is what it is. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, Columbus uh, Day sale. <laughs> and as far as I know, the late 1930s is when Columbus Day showed up, and it was it was really pushed by the Knights of Columbus. And I could be wrong about this. Now, this is from memory, and this is going back a ways. But they wanted a Catholic uh, historical figure. So that's kind of one of the uh, – one of the legends about how Columbus Day came about. Oh, I can't imagine and I just don't, why. I just believe they, they, they vetted every nuance of what this guy was all about before they ran out and made the day a holiday. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I, I, it doesn't really make any difference to me one way or the other. The one thing I did find kind of stupid was some of the people that were protesting even, even said that Columbus could have been the one to blame for the potato famine. Now... They were speaking of the one in Ireland. Now, if you know about the potato famine in Ireland, it happened in the 1800s, in the 1840s to be exact. 400 years after Columbus. So how he could be responsible for a potato famine, that you know, I don't know. Which also resulted in the, in the great migration of the Irish to the United States. But, uh. That's what. That's why the Irish came to the United States in the first place was because of the potato famine. But why oh, they can attribute that to Columbus is beyond me. <laughs> I mean, that's potatoes growing in the ground for God's sake. Four hundred years later, now if you would have told me if he'd have been alive during the eighteen hundreds and he said we can't grow any tomato or any tomatoes, potatoes, I might have been like, okay, you know, maybe he did have something to do with it. But four hundred years, he's been dead. Okay, come on, let's get real. Want to make mention real quick, the Astros have sealed the deal. They're going on to the next round. They beat the Red Sox today. Oh, yeah. The Cubs are up 2-1 to one after beating the uh, Nationals. Alrighty. They beat them today. The Diamondbacks and the Dodgers are in the process of playing today, and the Dodgers are up one or nothing right now. If they win that game, they seal the deal, and they'll be on to the next round. The Dodgers will. And if the, Yan- and the Indians keep doing what they're doing right now, it's going to be tied at two apiece between them and the Yankees. It's seven to three. The Yankees right now. Oh my! At the top of the eighth. However, the Yankees, the Indians do have by, uh, runners on first and second, but they do have two outs. But the thing about it is, man, are they going to blow this shot? I have a what? Um, where is the next game in Cleveland? Yeah, yeah, it'll okay. be Wednesday. Wednesday. All right. Mm-hmm. But are they going to blow this shot? It wouldn't surprise me. I'm going to tell you right now, man. And I hate to say this, and I know we got Ohio fans that listen, and I'm not nothing against Ohio. But I'm telling you what, it don't make it down to me who wins what. The Dodgers are going to be the team that's going to be a badass beast to beat, man. They are no yeah, joke. Yeah. The Dodgers are no damn joke. Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> at, at, least, at least the Indians 
are having a great year. I mean, oh, and, yeah. And yeah. Obviously, we want them to win the, the whole thing, but if uh, look what's happening with the Browns. What yeah. in the hell is going on with that, with that team? Not much. <laughs> 0-5. Oh, they, they came so close to winning this weekend. That's three teams in a row they've played that sucked. The Jets, the Colts, and I forget the other one. There's three of them in a row. The Bengals. That were no no count shitty-ass teams, too. And all three of them they lost. You can't win the the battle for the bottom. You suck. Well, right hey. now, in, in their defense, there's three no. teams that are 0-5. The Giants... The Browns and the 49ers. Uh, All three of them are winless. (laughs) So it's a battle to see who gets the first win, but I guarantee you it probably won't be the Browns. (laughs) My only answer to that is yeah, but the the Giants don't have a record of 1 and 20. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. You're right. Out of the last two dozen games or so. No, neither does the 49ers for that matter. They're bad, but they ain't that bad. And you know, these are people, and here again, I said this before, I would never say this about a high school team or what have you. You know, just a bunch of young people out there trying to play the best they can and make memories and and all that good stuff. These are people who are making millions of dollars playing a game that grade school kids play. This is not rocket science. No. And, and this has been going on now for decades. It's One, very system. I mean, everybody tries to make it out like it's – After another. I mean, you have to be athletic. Don't get me wrong. But people make it out, like you said, it's not rocket science. People make it out like it's it's simply one defense up against another offense. Whoever calls the better play gets it done. Let me ask you a question, Shane. You're you're into this show business and all that type of stuff, right? Mm. Let me me ask you a question. That Browns team has a very loyal fan base. Okay. I'll give them that. In what other... Marketplace. In what other aspect of show business would you have, like, say, a band that continuously sucks at every concert that they have, <laughs> and the crowd still shows up? You wouldn't. <laughs> That's the problem. Right no, you wouldn't. About two or it, three, two or three concerts like that, you'd see your attendance start to go down, <laughs> big time. But. And you know it's it, it's it, it it really is taking the fans, and I'm not a sports fanatic, but what's happening here is they're taking the fans for granted. Oh yeah, and this whole stuff about the analytics and all that does not belong in football. It, it might belong to a certain extent. I'm sure Bill Belichick and all that you know have these statistics and things that they study. But you can't base your strategy on that. I, being from Canton, Ohio, I have been around a lot of football fans. I've I've listened to the best of the best give their enshrinement speeches year after year my entire life. Okay, and I'm, that doesn't make me an expert. But I got to tell you, this this analytics works much better in baseball. Where I can see you have a right hand batter as opposed to a left hand. How does he do well against oh, this type yeah. of baseball? Is pretty much, yeah. It doesn't work like that in football. No, it, it baseball's does. too quick. I mean, you got plays that last four, all of six, seven seconds on the average, probably. Three hours waiting for it to happen. 
Right. Yeah, it's it's not you know in baseball you sit and you have to. Th- I mean, I'm not saying anything against it, but it's a, it's a more of a thinking sport. You have to you know exactly it is. It's a mental game. There's no right, question about it. Right. You have to think about should we do a should we do this? Should we try this? You know, set set the field this way for a double play. Play it deep. Play it, you know go up, play it up. You know, it's it's all kinds of things that go into play with baseball. Football yeah. is like I said. I mean. It's pretty much whoever has the best play and whoever can run their routes and do whatever right and get it done. It's all it is, and, it's, and the plays and are like quick. I said, like I said on, on one of our last podcasts about it being a team sport. You know, in, in baseball, for example, if you have a really good pitcher, and he, in the case of him pitching a, a no hitter, there can there can be a case where most of the players on the team did nothing but stand on the field. Right. The whole game. You you have to in football, like I said, and I sometimes feel bad for these linemen because a lot of times you only hear their name when they don't do their job. You know, when they let their man through, when the guy they're they're supposed to block comes through, that's when you hear their name, or when they get called for holding or some other thing. But every play, somebody has to do something in football, or that play is not going to work. Right. And you have to have somebody coordinate all those players with a strategy that works consistently. And you just cannot do that by studying a bunch of charts and, and, and playing a bunch of – you just can't do it. Those things can help in, in, in football, but you have to have somebody that knows the game. You have to have somebody who understands the physicality of the game. You have to have somebody that knows where the strengths are and where to lead that team along those strengths. And look, they're they're destroying another quarterback right now. Oh. How many of how many of that ha- how many of those has there been? When is this script going to change? Don't the worry, th- they're going to get a number one draft pick so they can get another one. <laughs> we're, we're having a conversation that we could have just have, have easily have had word for word five years ago or ten years ago. And, and these people are supposed to be so much smarter than everybody else. They're getting paid all these millions of dollars. Yep. Uh, well, it's, it's, it's very aggravating. We'll be back out Thursday night. Thank you, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ryobi Days at the Home Depot. Buy a Ryobi OnePlus 2-pack battery starter kit for just 99 bucks, and get one of over 20 select Ryobi OnePlus tools up to an $84 value free. The OnePlus system also fits over 125 other Ryobi tools. So now, going cordless is almost endless. Buy the battery kit, get a free tool. Ryobi days now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Valid through June 19th, limit one per customer while supplies last. See store for details. Wrap me in bacon, wrap him in bacon, and pour bacon crumbles on my Get a Little Caesars large, hot and ready bacon wrapped deep, deep dish pepperoni and bacon pizza wrapped in over three and a half feet of bacon for just 12 bucks at participating locations plus tax. Pizza, pizza.